0: Hey there, uh, before we get started, we wanted to let you guys know that we are nearing the end of season one. Woo! Yay! It's, uh,
1: it's been a long road, but we've, we've we got We sound
0: there. dry, but we're actually very excited we about it. We are
1: very excited. <laughs>
0: I am quite happy that it has gone this far.
1: Yeah, me too. It's been a lot of fun. Um, yeah, we are nearing the end, and um, we're going to be—don't worry, we're going to keep this podcast going into season two. Um, but we'll also be releasing bonus episodes in between the seasons, so you still have more Avatar content to listen to.
0: One of those bonus episodes will be an Ask Us Anything episode, so please send us any questions you might have about the show— or about us. Our email is airbenderpod at gmail.com. That's A-I-R Bender P-O-D at gmail.com.
1: You can also send us questions on Twitter or Instagram. You can find us there, both at airbenderpod. Again, that's A-I-R Bender P-O-D. You can also join our Facebook group and ask us there. Search the Avatar Podcast Yip Yip community on Facebook to join, or you can find a link in the description of this episode.
0: Again, please send us any questions Just you have. Just send them. Just send us questions. Any questions. Sam, we have already gotten a few questions, and I'm so excited How many about times those. do
1: you breathe a day? Wow, we'll answer that one if you send it. And You can Google that answer, you so I don't go- think we will. No, no, <laughs> ask us questions. We'll answer any Jesus. question. Except... Creepy personal questions about our personal lives. That's my point. I'm sorry. Uh. I said it last time. (laughs) This is a spoiler-free
0: show, so we won't be answering questions about season two or any specific main characters that will pop up in season two. Um, We won't answer any questions about season three or about The Legend of Korra. Strictly season one, or perhaps looking forward to the future seasons. Um, also, don't ask us like creepy personal things like um, what's your address or shit like that. That's weird. But you mm-hmm. can ask us personal things like how old are you or what state do you live in or what do you do for your day job? That's the kind of personal stuff we like. Yeah. Just keep it not creepy. Keep it not creepy.
1: <laughs> yeah. So we do look forward to hearing you and uh, enjoy the show. Hey, Tyler. Yeah, Sam. Do you know Pac-Man? Sure. Well, did you know that Pac-Man was originally called Puck-Man? You would think that it's because he looks like a hockey puck, but it actually comes from the Japanese phrase, paku-paku, which means to flap one's mouth open and closed. They changed it because they thought the Puck-Man would be too easy to vandalize. You know, like people would scratch off the P and turn it into an F or whatever. Honestly,
0: I don't understand how people would think that's even remotely okay to create such a pure video game and turn it into something so obscenely vulgar like that word but uh why are we talking about that when we're an avatar podcast
1: You'll see, because I'm Sam Albus. And I'm Tyler Strandberg. And you're listening to the Avatar Podcast. Yep, yep. On this podcast, we watch the Nickelodeon show Avatar The Last Airbender episode by episode and discuss it in detail. We'll talk about
0: plot, themes, and character development throughout the show, as well as anything else we may notice as... Uh, it's, uh, um, uh, it's relevant. <laughs> relevant to what's going on in our world. Crap, the show, Avatar World.
1: keep going at the end of each episode we'll talk about who our favorite character was as well as give the episode a rating on a scale of one to ten
0: you're listening to the avatar podcast yep
1: yep 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 well tyler today we are on the 18th episode of book one and you know what that's called i do i have the The waterbending master okay? okay you gotta play along with me
0: sometimes sam what is it called the water bending master. Well, I already knew that. You told me it already. Okay,
1: read the synopsis. <laughs> nice right. yes and.
0: All right, here we go. Uh, the group finally arrives at the Northern Water Tribe, where they are warmly welcomed. <laughs> Get it? Because it's, it's cold, but they're warmly welcomed. Um, The chief of the tribe throws a huge party in celebration of the Avatar's arrival at the North Pole. Sokka meets Princess Yue, with whom he falls in love... Aang and Katara seek to learn waterbending from a master named Paku, but he refuses to teach Katara due to sexist customs. Aang tries to teach Katara in secret, but is caught and removed as Paku's student. Determined to gain respect, Katara challenges Paku. Though she loses, Katara proves to be the granddaughter of the woman Paku was in love with, so the latter decides to teach her, as well as take Aang back as his student. Meanwhile, Admiral Zhao hires pirates to assassinate Zuko. Zuko survives and sneaks aboard Zhao's lead ship as Zhao readies for an attack on the North Pole.
1: Wow, you really gave that one some extra stank, did you? Didn't you?
0: <laughs> I tried. Yeah,
1: you really, really did. You really did. Uh, this episode premiered on Nickelodeon on November 18th, 2005, and was written by Michael Dante DiMartino, who y'all already know by now is a, one of the creators of the show. Let's get into part one. Plot and themes and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Sam- and the first thing we do every time. Every single
0: time. Every time. Um, I said in the intro that the chief of the Northern Water Tribe throws a party for the Avatar's arrival. Mm-hmm. And he's saying, like, we are welcoming the Avatar and our brothers and sisters from the Southern Water Tribe. Mm-hmm. Oh, and also, it's my daughter's birthday. Mm hmm. <laughs> So, like, how would how do you think that would feel to have your birthday just like one upped by the Avatar's arrival?
1: I, I I don't know. The Avatar is a pretty important figure. I think most Especially people in this as world. A
0: princess.
1: I mean, I think people in this world would be pretty like excited that the Avatar was at your birthday party. Do you think Yue was just like, uh, thanks, Dad,
0: for thinking the Avatar is more important than me?
1: I mean, I don't know he kind of is kind of is i mean
0: she's a princess though what
1: is he the avatar <laughs> the you know the the dude or woman that the or i don't i don't know the gender of the avatar the indeterminate celestial gender a, a celestial being of indeterminate gender that is supposed to restore balance to the world that's a pretty fucking important thing tyler i re- i reject what you just said. <laughs> i just <laughs> I reject think, it i just think that, that
0: has to suck from as perspective to just be like, okay, well. I think
1: she should suck it up. Wow, you are quite strict. I just think it's her responsibility All right. as a princess. Well, why don't you tell us
0: something else that we should know about this episode?
1: Yeah, things to know. Let me do the first point. So, Paku trapping Katara in the icicles when he does the thing. That was
0: very descriptive. The <laughs> yeah. Zoop
1: zoop zoop thing. Yeah, that is, that's what they sound like. Um, that is inspired by the film House of the Flying Daggers. And that's it. That's That's, that's all it. in the
0: things to know. We're going to move on now to the themes of this episode. And Sam, I think we've seen a theme similar to the one in this episode before.
1: I think we have, too. And I
0: think that would be the Warriors of Kiyoshi when the theme was sexism. Oh, wow. We're revisiting. We're
1: revisiting.
0: We're revisiting that theme. Yeah, um, sexism is obviously pretty present throughout this episode. And like I mentioned, we already saw the theme of sexism earlier in the series um, in... Uh, the Warriors of Kiyoshi, which is the fourth episode, mm-hmm. um, but we see it from a completely different perspective. I mean, in that episode, we saw like why Saka's behavior was wrong, um, and in this episode, we see how people can suffer firsthand from sexism or, I guess, if we're being more general, just kind of discrimination, mm-hmm. being discriminated against.
1: And the a lot of the sexism we see throughout this episode is displayed through gender roles and specifically Katara's character. So we're going to focus on, you know, the kind of sub-themes of sexism uh, so we don't just, like, trample all, I mean, yeah. be redundant and yes. stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah Sam... I think you said gender roles. <laughs> I did say gender roles. <laughs> yeah, so gender roles, um, we see here that they are often enforced by society. Let's listen to a quote to back that up, specifically from this episode. Here the women learn from Yagoda to use their water bending to heal. I'm sure she would be happy to take you as her
1: student, despite your bad attitude. I don't want to heal.
0: They uh, cover up their gender roles like, with the mask of tradition or, like, customs. Yeah,
1: and this is actually reflexive of gender roles in our world. Uh, Women are given more domestic work and are put into more, quote-unquote, submissive roles, um, often to provide or take care of other people. So, not leadership roles. So, for example nurses um
0: yes i am do you want to say because nurses they they are submissive to doctors the men who do the real work and nurses all they really do is just like take care of people like give them food and their medicine and stuff
1: yeah, that's the perception of nurses. That
0: was heavily sarcastic in case you couldn't tell. Yeah,
1: but I also want to make it clear that nurses are very important and right. save lives every single day. Right.
0: Nurses do very hard work, but, like, that's that's the stereotype is, like, that mm-hmm. nurses don't work as hard as doctors do. Nurses are submissive to doctors. Nurses have more domestic roles than doctors. We're mm-hmm. like, obviously, that's not true, and that's why I brought them up as an example. And, like, it does give these gender roles that are portrayed throughout like professions and many different parts in our world is what like helps lead into giving men like a toxic masculinity complex right
1: mm-hmm. well i think um a certain character has a good quote that uh nicely illustrates this point
0: go back to the healing huts with the other women where you belong
1: uh dang Paku. uh <laughs> yeah that sounded yike. like uh that sounded like a certain phrase. Yeah, that
0: sounds a lot like, you know, like go back to the kitchen where you belong. Yeah. That it actually great. reminds me of one of my favorite vines, Sam where there's this guy and he's like, oh, sorry, I fell asleep waiting for you to make me a sandwich. this other person's like, go back to sleep and
1: starve. We love Vine. Vine is life. Yeah. So we see that gender roles are inherently tied to sexism. It enforces the idea that only men can do certain things that women can't do, despite there being no evidence of it otherwise. Yeah. Which- but 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 Tyler, why is it that women are more like in those roles doesn't mean that women are better at those things? Um it doesn't.
0: And we see a woman, a powerful strong woman destroy all of those gender roles and I want to talk about her
1: after this break. Okay. We are starting with Katara because she kind of takes center stage this episode. Yeah, she does. She does the things that are the most dramatic in the episode and things like that. So let's start with her. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go through some just like different facets of her character this episode and then some like subpoints underneath and it'll be great. So yeah, the, the first thing we want to talk about is that Katara is stubborn. Uh, she is right to be, as well. She's been waiting her whole life for this moment to get up to the North Pole and learn waterbending, something that's very integral to her culture and her perception of her own identity. Mm -hmm. And then she gets up here, and she's told no, and, well, she's stubborn, so she's not going to give up that easily. Let's listen to that moment. I didn't travel across the entire world, so you could tell me No. 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 No, you can't. You can't do the thing you've worked very hard for. You've you've you know crossed the entire continent to get up here, but yeah. no, you can't.
0: That was such a you can't do that's it. such a strong. It's a moment response. Yeah, we've talked about how Katara is stubborn before, um, and we've talked about this point too. Um, she is morally just and has a strong sense of what's right and wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, like we we keep seeing this like throughout the series right and that's why it's so important because we see like how these morals are so important to these characters not these morals these traits and qualities are yeah. so integral to make who these characters are and influence the way they behave they're not like flexible just kind of like doing whatever willy-nilly mm-hmm. like they have very strong personalities um and i really like that so katara has a really strong sense of what's right and wrong and I love how she is able to, she knows, like, sexism when she's experiencing it Mm -hmm. um, isn't right. And she sees through the thinly veiled excuse of customs and tradition. And not only does she see through it pretty quickly, she also is not afraid to call them out on it. Mm -hmm. And let's listen to that because I love that part of the episode.
1: Grand-grand wouldn't let your tribe's stupid customs run her life.
0: That's why... Yeah, so Katara, she knows what's right and wrong, and she don't take no shit.
1: Yeah, good she, for her. Does, yeah, good for her. We can see, we really see where Katara possibly learned that trait from. Where right? from? Grand Grand. Yeah! <laughs> from Grand Grant. because yeah. she was the same way, yeah. apparently. Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Uh, yes, Katara is proud. Very, very proud proud she mm-hmm. will not swallow her pride just to apologize to a condescending man has treated her nothing but absolutely terribly the entire time just yeah. like totally dismissed the entire yeah. time i
0: mean we've we've had a few paku katara quotes throughout this entire episode to reinforce how terribly paku has treated katara mm-hmm. um but here's another one
1: I suspect he might change his mind if you swallow your pride and apologize to him.
0: Fine.
1: I'm waiting,
0: little girl.
1: No. No way am I apologizing to a sour old man like you! I love love how at first she's just like, fine... And then... I mean, like, obviously, then, she is not happy about it, no, right? No, she's Like, not. she
0: does not want to swallow her she, pride. She, like, very reluctantly is just, like, like, fine. That is very, very difficult for her, right? And mm-hmm. that's why we're saying she's proud, right? Because, mm-hmm. like, it is very difficult for her to be able to swallow her pride like this. She is only doing it because she knows it's in the best interest for Aang and inherently the world, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why I mean I mean she's been looking forward to the return of the avatar since she was a kid, right? Yep. She knows this is the right thing to do, going back to morally just even though it's not necessarily what she wants to do. But then when Paku is such a condescending man to her, she is like, "No, I'm not doing this because it kind of like flips. She realized there's a switch in her where she's like, I'm not going to swallow my pride just to give in to this old condescending man. And because that's not right. The right thing to do is to prove that what he's doing is wrong, which shows us how determined she is. And that's our next point. And I want to make it very clear that determined is very interchangeable with stubborn. Um, both of them are like once she makes up her mind, there's no changing it. I think determined has a more positive connotation. where stubborn has a more negative connotation. We included both of those because we have seen her be stubborn, like just won't change her mind in a negative way. We have also seen her be very, very, very determined. I think that's more that's a more appropriate att- word to attribute to her. She won't she won't give up on something, um, even if she knows that it's not beneficial in the long run let's listen to a quote from that
1: are you crazy katara you're not gonna win this fight i know i don't care you don't have to do this for me i can find another teacher i'm not doing it for you someone needs to slap some sense into that guy
0: like i was saying before like she's determined to do what's right she's not fighting Paku out of some sort of her own pride even though, like, that's kind of what triggered it. She's doing it to teach Paku that the way he treats people isn't okay. And that ties into her morally just, like, quality of herself, you know? Like, all of these are kind of just, like, coming together as mm-hmm. one. And I
1: love that. Yeah. Good yeah, writing,
0: Michael Dante DiMartino. <laughs> yeah, I can tell. Ugh, <laughs> oh, I'm obsessed with it.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Okay, Sam, why don't you take the next character? We're yeah. done with
1: Katara now. I'm going to shut up. Paku's character is... um. It can be summed up by these points. Uh, he's very sarcastic. He has a very dry sense of humor.
0: Okay, I said uh, I would shut up.
1: <laughs> like, uh, yeah, welcome back.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. I actually kind of love this part of him because like, that's how my kind of humor is, just like very dry and sarcastic, and it reminds me a lot of um, Sokka.
1: I, w- I would even say Sassy. Um yes, he's sarcastic, he's very very condescending. Uh specifically towards Katara, probably because she's fighting back and it's a hit to his pride as a man to uh, you know, he can't put up with that shit, so he has to be even more condescending back. It's like typical
0: boomer behavior, right?
1: Where yeah. it's like, "Oh,
0: <laughs> I'm right and you're wrong," even if you're making valid points. Um I don't care cuz you're stupid and you don't know what you're talking about. I mean, pretty much.
1: That kind of sums it up God, like, pretty I, well.
0: I hate boomers.
1: Yeah. Um. He's also very condescending towards Aang. Um, he's very much downplaying his efforts. That move's too hard for you. Why don't you try an easier one?
0: I, I've been told that before, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, my my literal bosses right now at the job I work, they have told me before, we're transferring you to a different department because this is too hard for you. Uh-huh. And, like, that is probably the shittiest feeling to ever mm-hmm. experience, to have someone who is supposed to guide you and help you just tell you, this is too hard for you. It's basically the equivalent of saying, like, you're too stupid to get this right. Yeah. So it's a really shitty feeling.
1: Yeah, it can it can definitely feel that way, for sure. And I definitely do think that Paku saying that is meant in a negative light. It's not... Meant as a genuine, like, oh, that's too difficult. We can't go there yet. It's just, wow, you tried really hard and failed. Obviously, you yep. suck. Yep. Um, that's kind of the subtext there. Yep. So while Paku is this condescending teacher, we should give credit where credit is due that he is actually holding Aang to standards and not just letting him goof off like he kind of tends to do. And he explains the reasoning of his teachings. Like, he explains why they're doing the things that they do. Um, So, in that regard, he is um, better than Zhang Zhang, who we saw a couple episodes ago. Yeah. Um, But still, they're not really good teachers, which um, I will further extend that point. Uh, They're not teachers because they don't give any positive reinforcement when Aang does something correct. Yeah. At least we don't
0: see it. I mean, like, Um, he tells Aang, like, you're getting the movement right, but you're not feeling the push and the pull of the water. Okay. You know, like... He's not just like, oh, yeah, you're doing this right, but you're not quite getting it, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. he explains to Aang, like, why he's not quite understanding what's going on, Mm -hmm. you know? Where, like, Jean-Jean was just like, you're not doing it right, Mm -hmm. Um, and didn't care to explain the reasoning behind it at all.
1: Mm -hmm. They're not good teachers. They are just, they live off of negative reinforcement and telling people no and stuff, and that's a really not good way to learn. I know... He doesn't have much time to learn it, but it's also, like, you got to get... Especially Aang's personality really responds to positive reinforcement, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, So he needs to know when he's doing things right as well, not just, you know, what he's doing wrong.
0: Well, right. Like, he does what's good for people, right? Because he wants Mm -hmm. to help people. Like, I feel like his actions that he does is to make a positive influence on others, right? So it would be best for him to learn by, like, throwing positive things to him, too, you know? Less of, like, you're doing this wrong, you're doing this wrong, you're doing this wrong, you know? Mm-hmm. Paku, we've already heard all of this before, but, like, he's arrogant, and obviously he's sexist, mm-hmm. and
1: that's it for Paku. Um, let's move on to uh, Saka. Um the the good boy. The good boy Saka, <laughs> The good boy. Um, yeah, so Saka in this episode shows that he's a ladies' man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He always uh is bragging how great he is with girls, but uh in actuality he really, really, really sucks at it. Uh he's very, <laughs> he's very really bad. bad at it. Um and we've seen his bad attempts at flirting before, but this is the first time it's actually working. So let's um listen to his bad flirting in action. So it looks like I'm gonna be in town for a while. I'm thinking maybe we could do an activity together? Do an activity? (coughs) Very smooth. This whole scene is very charming in the way that it feels very organic. It feels like a conversation that could happen between just teenagers yeah it just feels like
0: really awkward but like obviously they both like have a little bit of a liking towards each other so they're just kind of like trying their best with what they have Mm -hmm. um trying to impress each other i like that i think it's really cute um they follow up on their conversation later in the episode which i also enjoy let's listen to that
1: one princess yue good morning hey how about that picnic last night Boy, your dad sure knows how to throw a party. I'm happy you enjoyed yourself. Well, it wasn't as much fun after you left. So I'm still hoping we can see more of each other. Do an activity, you mean? Yes, at a place for some time. I'd love to. I'll meet you on that bridge tonight. Great, I'll see you now!
0: I'm sorry Sokka is like so bad at like trying to talk to women but like the fact that it's working on Princess UA right now it's like it's genuine like flirting with each other you think that like the other person's stumbling and failing you're not like oh wow why can't they get it together like you think it's cute and you think it's kind of funny and like Yue like plays back at him with like Um, do an activity together, like, they kind of make fun of Uh each other, you know, but also, um, Sokka, like, actually is kind of good at it. Like, he has that, like, smooth line of, like, well, it wasn't as good after you left. Uh Like, oh, that's smooth. Good for him. Very
1: smooth. I think... Uh, I think one of the reasons why it works so well is because what is doing is very, like, true to his personality and what mm-hmm. he would do. And Yue seems to be attracted to that, you know? He's not putting on some, like, persona. I mean, I guess in a way he is, but it's also, like, what he does. Right. It's, like, how he interacts with people. So yeah. I think it works because he's being so vulnerable and right. stuff like that. Well, and Yue is showing genuine interest. In
0: right. That. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, I don't think Sako's trying to like put on a personality. Yeah. I think he's just trying to make a good impression, mm-hmm. you know? And I think there's a difference between like when he was quote-unquote flirting with Suki, like, yeah, I'm the best warrior in the village, you know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm. Versus
0: like now, he's just like trying to make a good impression. He's just trying to help Yue like him.
1: Mm -hmm. You know. And that's it. And that's it. And
0: that's it. Sam, we covered, um, not many characters, actually. No, Uh, three. Who was your favorite? Three.
1: Um, I can't talk about that yet. Because we have to take a break first. Okay. Okay, we have taken our break, and it is verdict time. Here we go. Yes. It's verdict time. It is. Uh, so Tyler who was your favorite character?
0: Sam, in case you couldn't tell, my favorite character was Katara.
1: Yeah, no, I couldn't tell. Definitely couldn't tell by the fact that you hijacked one of my points to illustrate how much you like your character.
0: Yeah, my favorite character was Katara because, duh, just go back and listen to everything I said about Katara.
1: (laughs) Okay, nice explanation.
0: (laughs) I don't, I mean, like, I already kind of, like, went off about it, you know, so I'm like, I... I don't know what else to say. You besides. did your
1: one episode allotment of Going Off. <laughs> <Jeez>. So,
0: <laughs> Sam, who is your favorite character?
1: Uh, my favorite character was Sokka. Wait, really? Yes. Wow,
0: that surprises me. Okay, um, tell me why. Uh,
1: I just thought he was super endearing throughout the entire episode. I Maybe it's an unpopular opinion, but I think the thing he's got going on with the UA is pretty cute, and uh, I like watching it unfold. Um, some of the things that surround it get annoying which will lead into the next thing we talk about um but as far like Sokka I definitely look at the episode and I'm just like I like I like Sokka in that episode so Sokka's my favorite character all right that surprises me a little bit but yeah you thought you. I was gonna pick Katara that I was did. the obvious choice I did shut, that was up. The obvious shut up shut vanilla up I love choice. Katara I love her so yes, much No, Katara's a great character but I wanted to pick Sokka so I did All right, well, that's your prerogative. All right, so we did characters. Now it's time, it's the verdict time. It is. The time of the episode where we give numbers to represent how we feel about an episode. That is, that is correct. So, Tyler, what is your number that represents this episode?
0: I gave this episode a seven.
1: Wow, okay.
0: Yeah, so I think it's really important to see how sexism affects people, right? I really, really, really loved that that part of the episode, especially with how it's affecting Katara and how she's dealing with it and how she puts up with it. We talk about how it's relevant to our world, and it's really sad to say that this, this is still relevant to our world. You know, mm-hmm. like sexism, sexism is still very prevalent in many cultures and countries and just... Every way of life, just about. I can't Mm -hmm. think of a single culture where sexism doesn't exist. Not to say they don't, but, you know. I gave it a seven, though, because I don't think it's okay that they just kind of, like, let it off at the end of the episode. Mm -hmm. They never really, like, resolved it. Um... And that's exactly what they did in the last episode, right? The one that I, like, ranted so much about. Yeah. Um, Katara gets to learn waterbending, and that's great, but she gets to learn waterbending because of her familial connection to Paku and not because, like, he learned that sexism, like, wasn't okay. That's not to say, like, you can learn overnight that sexism isn't okay. Yeah. But, you know, there's not that, like, I will teach you because you have proved yourself to, you know, be or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. it's basically just like, I guess I'll teach you, you know. Yeah. um, Because like, I loved your grandmother or whatever. And I don't, I don't like that. I really liked this episode. I really, really liked it. And that's that's why I gave it a seven once because, like, I had to knock it down a little bit. I, I am a little bit more forgiving in that I think this episode doesn't end with, like, the, oh, well, I'm glad you're sexist. Or it doesn't even end with, like, it's okay that you're sexist. Like, as long as I get to learn from you, yeah. you know, like, Katara never really lets him off the hook. Um, it is dropped, which is debatably just as bad as, like, kind of letting him off the hook. Mm-hmm. Um, but at least it's not explicitly said, and at least it's not, like, completely reversed. Like, I'm glad that you're sexist. You know, it's not like a, I'm glad you completely took over all of my culture and destroyed all of it. Uh uh-huh. I'm yeah. still mad about it. Anyway, I really, 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 really liked this episode. Um, but I, I had to knock some points off because of that. Um, Sam. Uh Uh-huh. What did you rate this episode?
1: I gave this episode an eight. Okay. Yes. So
0: pretty similar. Will you tell me why?
1: Um, I gave it an eight because I think the themes are portrayed in a very good way. The whole the whole theme of sexism and how it's portrayed through the gender roles and stuff like that, the whole fight with Paku and Katara just completely going off, basically, um, showing again that she will stand up for what she believes in and go to great lengths to stand up for what she believes in. We Mm -hmm. see it in imprisoned. Um, that's the last episode she did it in. Yeah. Um, or at least the last one I can remember. um, so th- that part of the episode is great. I love the whole fight with Paku. I think also it's a well-choreographed fight. Mm-hmm. Like, we've seen throughout the series the choreography has gotten better. Yeah. And that fight is probably the best choreographed besides the fight between Jet and Aang, probably.
0: Oh, I was thinking of the Blue Spirit fight, too. Yeah,
1: and that one, too. Um, Yes, great great stuff. There's great writing in this episode, uh, as you just pointed out, for Katara and in- Katara's character. hmm I also enjoyed the whole back and forth between Sokka and Yue the entire not the entire episode but uh, I thought it was very charming um and all in all it's a very enjoyable episode to watch but um I didn't give it a higher score because I do think the whole romance slash I I don't know is it an affair <laughs> I guess um between Sokka and Yue yeah, she gets to know at, at the, the end,
0: end of the episode that she's engaged right
1: um yeah
0: yeah so is she cheating on her engage or fiance I that's the word <laughs>
1: there's some uh, there's some blurred lines there um like robin thick oh uh, don't mention him <laughs> don't mention him or that song yeah um the term blurred lines existed before robin thick okay no it didn't yes it did
0: he um, coined
1: that term Yes, it gets a little exhausting at the end, especially the whole, like, back and forth, just like, I can't see you. I'm obviously really into you, but I can't see you and stuff. Like, I understand, but it it also gets perceived as pretty melodramatic. It's a little exhausting, but it was enjoyable. So, yeah, that's why I gave it an eight. Okay. Okay. All right, that's all we have for this episode. A huge thank you goes out to our producer and audio engineer, Aaron Bogan, along with his production company, Son Events Productions, and Annie Galloway, who made our cover art and is our graphic designer.
0: Make sure you join us next week. Uh, follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And please give us a five star review on Apple Podcasts. It's super helpful to us. Don't forget to tell a show a friend about the show. <laughs> tell a show about our show.
1: <laughs> tell a show about our friends.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget to tell a friend about our show and share the show on your social medias if you enjoy it.
1: Yeah, your Twitter is your Facebook. Encourage your, your friends to listen to your it. Your tumblers. You're Gross, stop it. What uh, what stop are it. some Sam, other Sam stick to the script. What is some other ones? Sam, stick to the script. <laughs> <laughs> Sticking to the script Okay, I'm <laughs> just 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 reading. <laughs> if you wanna get more involved with our avatar content, please feel free to reach out to us. Send us questions about the show fan theories you may have what you thought of the episode wait sam did you say did you say questions yes questions like how we said in the beginning of the episode that we're doing an ask us anything episode you can ask us those questions too oh my god no way keep going Uh, what you thought of the episode something we mentioned that you liked or something we didn't mention that you wish we would have talked about our email is airbenderpod at gmail.com or you can tweet us or follow us on instagram both at airbenderpod that's a-i-r-bender-p-o-d if you want to keep in touch and stay updated in the avatar fandom
0: make sure you join our facebook community page at the avatar podcast yip yip community where you can discuss the show with other fans and ourselves I'm Sam Albus the co-host
1: and co-writer of the show. You can follow me on Twitter at Sam underscore Albus or on Instagram at Sam Albus. My last name is spelt A-L-B-U-S.
0: I'm Tyler Strandberg, the host, creator, and head writer of the show. And you can follow me on Twitter or Instagram, both at TylerJohn7. That's T-Y-L-E-R-J-O-N and the number seven.
1: Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Yep, yep. Yep, yep. 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 Yippity frickin' yep. Yeet yeet. No. Okay.